yeah. It's that time again, folks. Welcome back to the Lightning Rod. The show that can't figure out if we're winning or losing or somewhere in between. I'm Johnny Pipes. And I'm Gannon. And we're tied at two. Yeah, yeah, it's so hard to know what to feel like right now. We'd like to know what you feel like. Again, you're listening to The Lightning Rod. I'm Johnny Pipes. That's Gannon. And you can call us and let us know what you think is going on. 727-416-0613. Leave us a voicemail and uh, we'll uh, play it on the show. Let me speak to your supervisor. If you want to email us, you can do that to thelightningrod1 at protonmail.com. That's the number one. Or you can hit us up on Twitter at lightningrodpod. All of those avenues that you are not using to talk to us, well, they are open to you, my friend. Well, it has now uh, been, uh, what, four games in the books, uh, and the series is tied at two. Your Tampa Bay Lightning decided to... uh, make a beautiful game of game two and then a meh game of game three and then a beautiful game of game four. So here we are trying to be happy, trying to be sad and we can't, can't figure it out. So uh, where, where should we start homie? Oh man. Um, (laughs) I mean, I guess we could jump right into game two, but both of these teams are just trying to, uh, they're so black and white right now. I like, they look like the exact same and the exact opposite at the same time. Like, you know, one, you know, game one, Toronto whooped us. Game two, we whooped them. Game three, Toronto whooped us. Game four, we whooped them. What the hell is going on? Yeah, it's odd. It's odd. And, and you know, where where's the, the you know, one, one game at the, you know, with, with five minutes left in the third period. You know, what are we, what are, where, where are that? Where's that? Where, where's Vassy stealing us one? That's in Dallas. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I'm expecting one of those of the last three games. Like there's going to be at least one. Yeah, I definitely wasn't expecting this to be, uh, like close or, you know, low scoring close games like that. You know, I was expecting it to be very similar to how the Panthers series played out last year where, you know, pretty much every game, the the winner scored you know more than four goals or something, um, and in each of these games, the the winner has scored over you know five goals or more. It, it, it's kind of crazy how it's all playing out. I know a lot of people, uh, not just Lightning fans, but hockey fans in general, they're kind of not disappointed with the playoffs so far. But everyone's like, dude, every game is a blowout. Like there, there's no, uh, there's no. <laughs> It's not. It's not even really close. Like the series, they they're close. Like pretty much every team is tied at two right now, and um, at least yeah, pretty much every team is tied at two or two one or something. The only team that's like threatened to be swept right now is uh, Nashville. But every everybody's they're they're complaining. They're like, yeah, man, every every game is a blowout. And not that I'm complaining about it. I'm definitely not. You know, the series is tight. I'm still gripped. I'm on the edge of my seat every minute. Anything can happen. It's the playoffs. But, yeah, maybe some closer games like game one from um, 
uh, from last playoffs against the Panthers. I mean, that one was just back and forth. It wasn't, you know, it, it was close down to the final minute. And then, uh, again, you know, hopefully uh, we can get past Toronto and get into some actual, like, playoff-style games, if you know what I mean. Like, the, these just haven't really felt like playoff games just yet. It looks like, uh, yeah, the Colorado-Nashville series is the only one that's uh, that's one-sided. The, uh, the Avalanche are up 3 nothing on Nashville. So that one's probably going to be over here pretty soon. Yeah, that one's brutal. Everything else, every other series is is a 2-1 so far. Or 2-2. Uh, yeah, or 2-2. Yeah, either 2-1 or 2-2. Um, so, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I was listening to somebody this morning, um, and they made the comment that scoring league-wide – was up this year, hence why there's no um, spectacular like goalie performances or barn burners in these in these playoffs so far. Well, yes, but um, I mean, offense is up. It's at the highest it's been since like the like '90s or something, and that could be a factor. But I I don't see that being the reason why every game is like a, a blowout. Like you know, teams are competitive. It just seems like. I don't even know how to put it. They're they're just trading chance, not even trading chances, but trading games. And I guess there's no better example to look at than the the Lightning Leaf series. You know, each of the four games so far, it's been one team has showed up and the other one has not. Or you know, the the losing team they show up in the final two minutes. Like <laughs> again, I'm I'm not complaining. I'm happy that we're you know at least tied in the series, not down, but. It is just funny how everything's working out. It is. Uh, going back to uh, May 4th, so game two, we were expecting, you know, it's natural to expect the response from Tampa considering um, at the time we were 15-0 and following a loss uh, in the playoffs since 2020. And so we were fully expecting for them to show up. Um, and show up they did. They showed up and they played. Like you could tell from the from from the opening that they were just in another gear that game, for sure. It was uh, immediate. Yeah, it, it's just it's so apparent. Like you, that's why you know during the first period when I'm watching any of these games, you know it's like, okay, well they're here tonight, or okay they're not here tonight, or at least they won't show up until the end. You know, so maybe don't let it get too far down. But that game two, you could tell right away, like, okay, these guys are on fire right now. We ended up winning that game five to three, but it was pretty one-sided. Like, the score is not as uh, – it's it's a little closer than it actually was. Yeah, like, again, from, from the moment after the anthems, moment punk, puck drop, you could just tell that the, the passes were crisper, the guys were playing with – purpose they knew who they wanted uh just everybody was kind of clicking again it wasn't a perfect game by any means you know there were still some areas where you know everybody could have improved but um you know responding from a five nothing shutout yeah i think they responded rather well so you could again you you could just tell especially you know being in toronto they wanted to silence that building down quick and they definitely did uh, you know, you, Victor had been scoring with two and a half seconds left in the first period, you know, uh, that, that kind of quieted him down and, and kept, kept, kept them a little quiet, uh, the following periods. And then, uh, 
Corey Perry with a beautiful breakaway chance from Victor Hedman. Oh man, I mean that was a gorgeous <laughs> again, shot. The, I know it, it was it was and, and Perry, you know he's he's still got it, but he's slow, and that that just tells you how bad that that Toronto line change was, uh, and and how much better the uh, Lightning they're taking these these chances. Somebody just tried to walk in here, so it threw me off. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah just opened the we're, door and stared at me. On location here, uh, <laughs> we are in the back room of Amelie Arena, and um, so the janitor definitely needed to come and empty some trash out. And uh, so Ga- Gannon is uh, having to having to hunker down here a little bit. I'm incognito. <laughs> you know, where you're like um, your Disney janitor uh, costume. They call them costumes there. <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, um, game two was a fun game to watch. Uh, we knew it was going to be fun, and uh, fun it was. Thankfully, um, and that's what you want out of out of the uh, your first two games on the road is a split. You know, that's realistic. I think. Yeah, I mean, everybody says you're never in trouble until you lose your first game at home, which you know both teams did. So I guess both teams are in a fair bit of trouble. Um, to me, uh, neither neither of them are really in trouble. Um, at least after you know the the first split there. Um, you know, the guys definitely tried to have some some swagger some confidence heading back to Amelie arena and that, that just did not work out in their favor no not at all let's uh, look at the other goals here so Hedman had the first one right at the end of the first period Corey perry uh two minutes into the second period with that breakaway uh toronto got on the board 747 into the second with uh michael not batting but bunting and uh uh, the, on the power play, uh, 10 minutes in, uh, Cooch from Hedman and Stamkos or the Holy Trinity there. Going into the third, a uh, minute and a half in, Brandon Hagel gets his name on the board from Nick Paul and Kucherov. Uh, five minutes in, Braden Point on the power play from uh, Cooch and Hedman. Marner at 11 minutes in, and then uh, Kerfoot at 15 minutes in. That's all your scoring, so it wound up being 5-3. to three. Uh, in terms of penalties, there wasn't a hell of a lot. Although, if you were to ask Toronto fans, they'd probably tell you the entire game came down to how stupid Wayne Simmons is. But, oh yeah, you know, hence why you have not seen him in the last uh, two games. Yeah, I mean, he he said it himself after the game. He said, uh, "I took two selfish penalties, two stupid penalties, uh, and it ended up costing us the game." And I wouldn't go that far, you know. The they they were going to get these chances one way or another, but. Um, you know, two, two power play goals. I think both of those were on the Simmons uh, penalties, uh, you know. <laughs> uh, so, ah, yeah, there, there's a reason he hasn't played the last two games. And I think, you know, that I like Wayne Simmons. I really do. I've, I've liked him since he was in Philly. But, my God, he is he's just falling off of a cliff, you know, skill-wise. He used to be able to pot 20 goals, you know, be a solid 50, 60-point guy. And now he's just... He's a liability out there. You know, it, it sucks. He, he's a Toronto boy, Scarborough boy, playing for his you know hometown team and just ended up costing his team the game. Is Scarborough an area of Toronto? It is. I know my uh, I know my Toronto suburbs pretty well now. Do you? All right. Mm, kind of. <laughs> that makes one of us. Ask me <laughs> it's, about it's not cities something I'm in, proud of. Ask me about cities in Florida and you know maybe some places in the lower 48 and ask me about Alaska but don't ask me shit about Canada unless it's Victoria <laughs> or Vancouver. That's the extent of my Canadian knowledge. 
Although sometimes I do get bored at work and go on to street view and head up to like Labrador and just, you know, take a, take a street view stroll around you know, just, <laughs> just for the hell of it. That's just when you know you're bored at work. Yeah, seriously. Break out the Google earth. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, when Wayne Simmons was our guy for sure, he, um, you know, got baited best in. Best player and, on the lightning. Yeah, the best player in the lightning that night. <laughs> Why not? So, yeah, that was uh, that was our, our game in Toronto, make the series 1-1. Um, that was the, uh, the last ESPN game as well. And then it shifted over to the Turner family of networks uh, for game three. And, um, you know, you, you, get, you got to watch it on Bally, I'm sure. I did not. I don't have that. I only got to watch the first two on Bally. The, my streams would do the uh, – I only got TBS for the both Amelie games. Well, I'm glad that you got the TBS for, the, for game three at least because um, let me tell you, I don't know who the old man was, Butch something or other. Oh, God. So um, it, that I'm, I was fine with um, – I can't remember. I think it – it wasn't Forslund. I don't remember who was doing the play-by-play. John Forslund did. I think it was Bucci. He, no, no, no. This no, was, no, it was no. on TBS. ESPN. It was TBS. Um, so it was somebody else. I can't remember who did the play-by-play, but that's that's Kenny that's, Albert. No, it wasn't Kenny Albert. But it's immaterial. It doesn't matter because that okay. that person doesn't matter. What matters is the the two the two the two commentators. So um, it was it wasn't um, uh, it was Jennifer um, Botterill. Yeah, her. Yeah. Is it? Okay. Yes. So she was one, and then the old guy was the other one. Butch something or other. I don't know. I can't remember what his name is, but I've never heard. Like, I'm, I granted, I'm a homer, and I'll, I'll pick out bias even sometimes when it's not warranted, but this was but egregious. But you're not on national television. This was egregious. They were, that old guy was so egregiously, like, pro-Toronto, it's not even funny. And honestly, Botterill was too, but hers was a little more subtle. But that guy was, like, not at all subtle it's like this is brutal <laughs> holy smokes like i, I, I wish think... i had recorded this so i could just get examples of how just unabashedly pro toronto this dude was and like i, I get Lotto it man. works for sportsnet as well so it makes sense right so they're they're toronto-based people or they're canadian people and, and so and you know for them they're probably deep inside going yeah let's break this curse let's break this curse and it just comes out you know without them even trying but it just was like God, why, why is this so noticeable? Holy smokes. I'm having trouble watching this right now because of this guy. To be fair, when the game for most of it is, you know, 5 nothing or, you know, just all Leafs, there's not a whole lot to talk about. You know, this was if early. I were doing... <laughs> this was early. This was not when it was completely pro Leafs. Like, it was still it was still somewhat competitive at the beginning of the game. And it, they, they hadn't run away with it yet. And so it was like, Oh man, like the, the, the delay of game penalty, I think was one that I had picked out, uh, where one of our guys had put it over. I think it was McDonough had put it over Yeah, and you know, they didn't even have a camera angle really, um, to show it, but the dude was like, Oh yeah. So the guy on Toronto, it totally said it was going over and you know, I believe him in so many words. That's kind of the way it sounded like, Oh yeah, well, I'll take his word for it. <laughs> I remember, I remember the play. I don't remember the call, but it was Michael Bunting, who I'm really starting to hate. Um, that means you're a good player. If I if I like hate you, you know, you're doing something right. But this guy, you know, like all the Leafs, you know, they were pointing over the over the glass. You know, they just you know just 
stick their arm up. Michael Bunting just goes straight to the ref, screaming at him, over the glass, delay of game. He is throwing his hands up in the air, doing every single motion possible. I think this is the same play. I think this is the same play. It is. It is. I mean, it was obvious. It was just Michael Bunting on that play pissed me off. Just like, come on, you little rat. That must be why uh, they're chirping the shit out of him all, all all game now. Like they, oh, they hate him. They make they're he's making like, a point. They're even talking about it. Uh, like Keith Jones had talked about it a lot in last night's game. He's like, I don't know mm-hmm. what Bunting did, but uh, Maroon and Perry and all these guys are like going after him, and I like that. I'm happy when they do that. As he was walking down the uh, walking down the tunnel, or you know, walking down the bench to the tunnel after the game ended. I mean, they were still barking at him. They hate this guy, and I can't blame them. I mean, again, he's a good player. He knows how to score. He's technically a rookie, even though he's like 25. Um, he's up for the Calder. I mean, he uh, he scored like 23 goals. He had like 50, 60 points or something. Uh, it does uh, make me happy that they have a target. Um, it's nice. It gives, gives them something to rally around. You know, you always kind of want to have that villain. I mean, it's always been Corey Perry in every other series, so why not have it be a kid this time instead of some old man? He's 25. He's not a kid. He probably doesn't even have hair on his chest. <laughs> speaking of speaking of really terrible um, playoff beard slash hair, like nobody to me looks funnier than William, than uh, Nylander. He looks like some really horrible 1980s villain. Like who still rocks a goatee? Tell me. He, nobody does. He's got he's got such a like a block shaped head. Like his, I, I see what you mean. His beard really does not compliment him. That that goatee. No, he looks like he looks like he's gonna go rob a bank, or or he looks like he's gonna <laughs> Bond like a like a like a tie a tie a damsel to a some tra- uh, railroad tracks. Like if you got to grow a beard, man, you can't you can't be just having a goatee. That's not a playoff beard. It's it's not a you know you got to have a playoff beard, not a playoff goatee. Like what the hell well, is the that? Leafs are- the Leafs never make it that far in the playoffs to really grow out their playoff beards, so you're going to have to suffer with it for two more games. That's true. I guess that's probably why Matthews still hasn't grown in yet either. <laughs> yeah, I've never I've never seen anybody on the Leafs with a full beard other than Jake Muzzin. Yeah, and he, he had to be born with it. Yeah, <laughs> he probably was, man. He's got a wicked chin salad. It's wicked. So, yeah, so we're talking about game three, if you didn't know, because we went off on a, on a really bad tangent there for a little bit. We did lose the game 5-2. to two. Let's go over the scoring. Uh, power play, five minutes in. Morgan Riley on the power play, uh, 10 minutes in. Colin Blackwell, uh, five minutes into the second period, David Kampf. And then finally, 11 minutes into the second period, Ross Colton scores one uh, from Sergachev and Palat. Uh, in the third period, five minutes in, Palat. Uh, from Kalorn and McDonough, and then the two empty netters to uh, seal it. The, the, the last one was... You got to uh, say it. Uh, you got to say his name. Oh, uh, Mickey Mickey, uh, Mickey Mickey Mouse. Ilya Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Mikheyev. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the the two from, from him, and I really felt bad on the on the last one because um, Stamkos laid out to try and get that, oh, that yeah. back pass, and it totally passed him. And he, you know, th- at that point, there's like nothing you could do because they were pushing. The bolts were pushing at the end, and you could see, you know, they were making an effort, and it just came up short. So every time we had a lick of momentum a little bit of life you know there was a a stupid power play and it wasn't you know it, it was bad power plays by the bolts like it, it were bad penalties um 
this is a game I'm not going to, you know, yell at the refs for. I mean, two delay of game penalties, some stupid hooks, stupid slashes. It was every single time we got a little bit of offense, a little bit of the juices flowing. There would be either a, a penalty called or a pa- or, or a goal, and it would just kill all that momentum. Like, the, the, there was, again, from the moment the puck dropped, there was just, you know, there wasn't enough fight early on. And then, you know, they were playing chase the rest of the game, which was ultimately their downfall. It, it was just unfortunate how everything played out to where you they, they just couldn't get a single bit of consistency. Every time they would get their wheels rolling, just a wrench got thrown in the whole operation, and it would throw it all off. Yeah, the, the guys talked about it, too. They took four penalties in the first 20 minutes. <sighs> in the first 22 minutes, I should say. And then that's that's unacceptable. Completely unacceptable. Um, however, though, I do like... I'll give I'll give Toronto credit for this. At least their their um, their fan base or their their support team or whatever their media, I guess you could say. It's real easy to find their post game comments on everything. Like you can, if you want to find out what they said after the game, you can. It's like virtually impossible to find ours. <laughs> nobody nobody replays it. Nobody has it up. You know, you can find sixteen Leafs channels on YouTube that'll. You can listen to every single player's post-game conference, and then once every six games, you can find the lightning. That part's kind of sad. It's because Toronto's under such a microscope. You know, every single thing that the coach or players will say, you know, you're going to have Steve Simmons or what some other um, some other dumbass Toronto media writer just, like, grilling the team or the coaches or the players. Toronto media is vicious. Well, I mean, that's what they got. They apparently don't give a shit about their Argonauts. <laughs> or what else do they have? Oh yeah, they got the Raptors. Raptors used to be pretty good, and they got uh, who else? What else? They have? oh yeah, they got Toronto FC. They were good a couple of years ago. The, the the soccer team, they used to be really good. Not anymore. Does anybody watch the CFL? Uh, probably people up there. I don't know. Maybe a few people. Could- the the Canadian podcasts that I listen to honestly talk about American football a lot more than the CFL. Well, yeah, because the NFL. Uh, is the I think probably the second most popular sports league in the world, behind only the Premier League. And I, actually, that might even be a little less than that. I mean, you might be able to put up one or two more of the, of the European soccer leagues ahead of the NFL. Although I doubt it, because I mean, the Super Bowl is the most watched sporting event in the world. But, uh, yeah, I was listening to a couple of Toronto guys talking about using Coach Cooper his words is like bulletin board material because he's such a lawyer and he's so good at what he says, you know, to the media. I did like what he was saying um, in the on ice interview that they did with him during uh, game three, where he was basically kind of just saying, Oh, you know, I'm happy with the way that we're playing. We got a couple unlucky bounces or whatever. He wasn't really very critical. He wasn't shaken up at all. No, it was awesome. I love that guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Keep him until he dies. Dude, you know what's crazy? I mean, it's, okay, yeah, Cooper's job is is safe. I don't care what you say. He's got a, he's got at least th- he's got at least four more years with this organization. Like they're they're gonna extend him and they're gonna keep him around. I don't care if we get swept three years in a row. We're gonna keep Coach Cooper. I don't care what you say. He has the most secure job in the league right now. And I would always think that number two, who has the most secure job is Barry Trotz from the New York Islanders. And he just got fired today. 
He got fired today, really? He got fired this morning, which is crazy because, like, the Islanders, they had a disappointing season, but it wasn't a pathetic season. The The team played, and I hate giving the Islanders credit. Trust me, I really do. But, you know, it's, it's a Barry Trotz team. That team is not... The team was built around Barry Trotz. He makes them play a style of hockey that is just, you know, impenetrable. It's a metapod. Just harden, harden, harden. And... I'm I'm confused. I don't know why they they fired him. I or you know he was relieved of his duties or something. But maybe it was uh, mutual. To me, to me that it, it could be. But man, that's just crazy to me. You got so close. You know the last two years and uh, you know ended up losing to the Lightning. But well, to me I mean, that's crazy. But that that's a different tangent. Yeah, and he'll. I mean he'll get picked up immediately. Oh seriously, someone will get him. I mean I, I don't, who knows who knows who, but someone will. The Lightning. No. <laughs> oh God, no! I'm happy with what we have. Very oh, yeah. happy. John John Cooper is like my favorite like person in this organization. Like I I always give you know um, hypotheticals like oh if I could meet anybody in the organization just hang out with them for the day it'd probably probably be Coop. Here's uh here's Cooper after a uh, game three. And we've scored seven goals on him in the last two games. So if he's going to sit here and have a three and a half goals against average in every two game set, we'll take that. Talking about Jack Campbell. <laughs> He's he, got good playoff numbers, but uh, the they, they know how to find out. They, and eventually they did. So look over the penalties here in game uh, in uh, game three, which the Lightning lost five to two. Um, got Pat Maroon delay a game three minutes in. Uh, Labushkin, a high sticking, Bogosian high sticking, Chernak roughing, McDonough delay of game. Uh, hole holding <laughs> hole with holding. <laughs> well, it's actually pronounced hall. Whatever. Like a soft O. Yeah, it's soft my ass. It's an O. That's hole. <laughs> He's soft. <laughs> Getting the hole, Justin. And uh, Andre Palat with boarding, which I thought was incredibly weak. Uh, yeah. Eleven minutes and thirty-one seconds in, because I mean they were pretty far away from the board, from the boards. Yeah, like that was a very weak penalty to me. I think he turned. I think, you know, if the, the Toronto player, uh, you know, was in already in a boarding position, uh, it would have been fine. But he turned like mid-hit, which ended up boarding himself. So I thought that one was a little stupid. And then the only penalty in the third period, Jake Muzzin with hooking. So really not a ton of penalties except for the, the four that we took in the first 22 minutes, which really put us down. Put us down. That's what crippled us. Yep. So that was uh, the downside there. Now we're down two games to one, and that was the first game at home, so disappointing for the fans. So, of course, naturally you go uh, two days later and you're expecting the streak to continue, and continue it did, as a matter of fact, with last night's game, which was... I wonder if the Lightning are any good after a loss. 16-0 and now, 16-0 and <laughs> after a loss, and, I mean, they came out, like two two guys to me who were just everywhere last night are the two twins, uh, Braden Point and Brandon Hagel. Those two guys oh were everywhere last night, and and I don't know what the deal was with Point. He's been up and down all year, and he's been kind of invisible the first uh, the first few games of the series. But last night he actually looked like Braden Point again, where he was skating in fast. He'd be able to stop and change directions and get everywhere. Um, and if that is something that's going to happen going forward, I, I like our chances in the last couple of games. 
for he was yeah for somebody who only registered one assist last night and he he was everywhere Braden Point was probably the best player on the ice at any given point yesterday he was everywhere he had like three stellar opportunities and you know what it was is he was using his legs Again, I'm not a skating coach. If somebody wants to come at me, say, uh, who are you to talk? No. He was using his legs. He was flying, and his his hands and his stick followed. I mean, he made some incredible plays, splitting defenses, going wide around guys, and just leaving them in the dust. Um, unfortunately, you know, a lot of the shots he did take, they did go wide. Uh, I think he had one or two, maybe even three that were saved, but I remember there were just as many that did go wide off of beautiful opportunities, but... It's not only just his his you know prowess and his offensive game that I saw, but he was great defensively too. He really somebody I never really thought that he would match up against, but Austin Matthews, I thought he looked really well playing against him five v five on five. Braden Point is I, I, I can honestly see Braden Point really refining his role into a defensive style forward, kind of like a kind of like a, a Mitch Marner. I think you know, obviously Mitch Marner gets more of the spotlight. He plays, you know, first you know, first line with Austin Matthews. You know, Braden Point, he's kind of found his way down to the second line. He's still an elite player, and I think they're gonna try to hone his skills to be a little bit more of a shutdown, shutdown center. I mean, he's got the ability to do it, but um, you know, he's got he's got the speed, he's got the hands, he he can he can strip strip pucks, make plays. I mean, we we've seen him. He's a little thief. Um it really, it's just about positioning, and I think they're going to try to honestly give him more of the shutdown roles as the playoffs go on. But I think he was fantastic in that role all game yesterday. It was awesome to see. It was also awesome to see that uh, Steven Stamkos get on the board uh, one minute into the game. Um, that was an awesome play. It was a great screen from uh, Victor Hedman, almost a ballerina-type uh, screen in front of thought- uh, the dented soup can. That that dented soup can, but that whole play made me laugh because it was, um, you know, the, the two guys that were kind of reversed. You know, nor, you know, normally you see Hedman uh, at the point taking big slap shots, and um, you know, Stamkos he's not going to be screening; he's going to be off to the wing somewhere. But uh, but you know, with Hedman screening in front on a you know Stamkos Stamkos bomb, it was just funny to see those two guys kind of reversed there. Um, other notables from last night, we got three goals from the fourth line, which is key, you know, when you're in the playoffs is depth scoring, right? Yeah, <laughs> that Pat Maroon goal. That was amazing. That was like watching, um, I don't even know how to describe it. Like someone incredibly uncoordinated accidentally do something very coordinated. A semi-truck drifting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's the big rig. He really is. He really is. And um, it when that he happened, that. yeah, when that happened, I was like, okay, all bets are off at this point. <laughs> so that was in the first period. That was the last goal of the first period. So Stammer scored a minute in from. Also, uh, let's give credit to Belmar. I kind of skipped over him. He well, had yeah. a really good play. He had a really good game all around. Belmar scored second, five minutes and twenty seconds in, and then Maroon with his little dangle, eight minutes in, from uh, Sergachev and Hedman. And then uh, in the second period, Ross Colton from uh, Brandon Hagel and Cal Foot. Uh, then power play uh, Corey Perry from Cooch and Point. Uh, the third period, um, the da- uh, Dick Dastardly Nylander got 
back-to-back goals, <laughs> uh, one on the power play and uh, one full strength. Uh, and then, well, we had chased, I don't remember at what point in time we had chased uh, Campbell out. Uh, but according to Keith, was, um, Keith Jones and TBS, it was two goals too late. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, he wasn't really too happy them. about coming out either. Like, I saw the conversation they were having, uh, him and, uh, I think and Keith. That was the calmest uh, goalie hook I've ever seen. I mean, I, I thought he was probably expecting it like two goals earlier, like Keith Jones said. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, both uh, Keith Jones and Eddie O, they were both very adamant. They're like, I'm like you were saying about game one, how much they were on Toronto's side, man, they were bashing Toronto this game. They were ruthless against them. Someone probably uh, called in and was like, Hey, what are you doing? (laughs) You guys got to balance this out a little bit. Like this was a little too heavy in, uh, in game three. Like, come on, what the hell? (laughs) Also, despite William Nylander scoring two goals in this game, uh, both, you know, rather nice goals. He was the worst forward on either team i don't know if you saw that one play that uh, he gave I think up it was yeah he just literally gave up i mean they were bashing you know, him know, about it too dude that he, and it's not even like you know uncharacteristic for him he is a lazy player like he's a very very skilled player but he's like he plays pretty much every game like when kucherov is off of his game where he is lazy but you know that's only kind of like seasonal william nylander just he he you know, he glides for line changes. He doesn't hit. He makes, you know, he doesn't forecheck like he was supposed to in that play. I get it. Eric Chernak is a big guy. I think that's who he was going against. But my God, this is game four. You were fighting for your playoff lives. I don't care if the score is is one nothing or 10 nothing. You have to go in there and make a play. You have to put in an effort. I'm, I guess it's a good thing that... He uh, he didn't get benched because he ended up scoring two goals afterwards. But if that were me, I mean, uh, Eddie O said it best. He said, I- I'd sit him the rest of the night. And yeah. I really would. I th- th- Those two goals did not do them any favors. Nothing at all. It's the playoffs. It's the playoffs. You know, like, why, why wouldn't you be giving 100% the playoffs at all times? I mean, guys are out there like, you know what Tyler Johnson played with a broken hand. I mean, Alex Kalorn played with a broken ankle. Like, he wanted to. I don't think Killer Pete. That was the playoffs uh, last year in the finals. He broke his tibia. Um, yeah. He was asking the doctors. He's like, "Hey, like, can I play for like game three or four? And they're like, "No, no." Uh, Kucherov. He was playing with a fractured rib. McDonough playing with a broken hand. Yeah, and you can't and you can't skate out of icing. Mm-hmm. That I mean, that was it. Wasn't an icing. It was a dump in. It was a it was a dump in. Like you have to go. Not even like a dump. He was he was at the end of a shift. I'll give him that. But my God, it is game four. You're up in the series. Do something to help your team out. I'm upset with him. Like you know, no, uh, any rational fan would be like, "Ha ha, great." You know, fuck this guy. You know, play like shit. Better for us. I'm embarrassed for him. Honestly. I know I'm kind of looking too much into it, but it's just kind of the the player he is. Again, all the skill in the world. He's a really, really great offensive player. That's not it. That is not it whatsoever. I can't look past his goatee. <laughs> that's that's where it start, starts and stops with me, buddy. That's it. 
He did well on my fantasy team this year. That's all I really care oh, about. Oh, so that's why you care. Okay. Uh, it makes more sense now. That's the same thing with me and fantasy baseball. It's like I got a whole bunch of guys that don't like on my team. And I'm like, man, I hate you, but you better hit a home run tonight. See, my fantasy team never uh, – it never – Oh, yeah, yeah. I hated that. Like, I, I'd have to, like, root for players who I hated. I had David Pasternak. I had, I uh, tried to get Brad Marchand, but uh, Sidney Crosby, I had him. Like, it's funny. <laughs> so, <laughs> how, what fantasy makes you think about players? Well, uh, Tampa Bay is now officially 16 and 0. After a loss, uh, we did end up winning the game 7 to 3, which means. Touchdown, Tampa Bay! And so now we're going back to Toronto on uh, tomorrow, so Tuesday, Tuesday night mm-hmm. uh, for game five. And uh, that's going to be, the, I think, the, 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 the decider, as most game fives usually are. Um, would be very nice, obviously, to sneak one tomorrow and then finish it off at home. That would be amazing. Um, then... Toronto can't blow a 3-1 lead if they don't have a 3-1 lead. <laughs> uh, other news and notes from last night, 17 penalties total. The list is endless. Oh, we didn't even touch on that, man. They, were, they, 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 had, they had the whistle going all the time. I mean, there was a parade of penalties in that second period, but I don't know if you saw what I tweeted on the Lightning Rod Twitter or retweeted. It was the same exact plays happening one of them was a penalty one of them was not it was anthony sorelli he had a sort of ish breakaway chance he tried to either pass or shoot got blocked by morgan riley morgan riley like dive blocked it and they kind of come together and as morgan riley is getting up he upends anthony sorelli into the boards arguably a more vicious style play he knew what he was doing that went uncalled. You know, I can kind of look the other way on that one. I can understand why it's not a penalty. He was just getting back up, whatever. Then they and called then, Hedman. And then they called Hedman for literally the same exact play. And it wasn't even as egregious as that Morgan Riley play. They called him, and Victor Hedman was incensed. He was irate. I mean, and I can't blame him at all because. Uh, again, you know, I hate to bitch about a game where uh, bitch about the refs in a game where we won seven to three. But like, holy crap, that was one of um, even even Michigan and Esposito. They were saying even the TBS panel. They were saying Wayne Gretzky was saying those penalties were awful. That trip, quote, quote, or embellishment the, on Nick the Paul. Nick Paul. Yeah, that, I was going to bring that one up, too, where he, he tripped him with his with his head. <laughs> I, I, I am so. I'm I'm baffled by that. I literally cannot believe that the ref. I I hate blaming the refs because I think it's such a sore loser thing to do. But we won, so I, I guess it's a sore winner thing to do. Um, it was awful when you have Wayne Gretzky, Rick Tockett, Liam McHugh, and Anson Carter telling you where where's the penalty? Where is the penalty? When you have everybody on that panel along with. Forsland, along with Keith Jones and Eddie O and um, whoever the chick working the game was. Stuart Everybody Hanks. unanimously thought all of those were, were just were, could not be more wrong. I got to tell you, this to me is the referee's fault. 
Yeah, the Nick Paul one got me. I I was like, because I I thought it was embellishment at first, too. And I was like, because you couldn't really hear very well the the Mm -hmm. ref call trip. It was cutting in and out like it usually does. And um, so I was like, I thought it was. Then I looked and saw that they could call tripping. And then I saw the replay and I was like, okay, so what? He tripped him with his head. Like, I don't know. I mean, he's literally flat like he's on his ass. I don't understand I, how yeah. he could have how he could have done that, and that that negated I, like a um you know that made a four on four when it could have been a power play, mm-hmm. you know, and then not not that it makes a difference in the game, but it, that was early. I mean, that was uh, at the end of the first period, so it was still early. We were up by three, but anything could have happened. We could have we could have sealed it right there. No worse time to be ahead in a game than an early in the first period. Exactly, especially so. with this team's history. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, people people tend to forget. And Keith Jones has said something last night in the game, too, that I was like, oh, yeah, well, you know, every, mm-hmm. every team in the league wants Tampa out because they're the back-to-back champs. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, I remember you know, it's, 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 it's us against the world at this point. You know, we're not the, the plucky upstarts anymore that, you know, you have a place in your heart for, you know, we're the, we're the villains now, <laughs> you know, they, you live long enough to see yourself become the villain as Walter White said. Oh yeah. They hate us. They hate us. You watch Breaking Bad? I used to. Yeah. Oh man. Such a good show. <laughs> the, um, it, it, you know, it's it, everyone, everyone hates dynasties except for the fan of the dynasty, but they watch them. They watch the dynasties, you know? So, oh Yeah. They do watch them. So. You know, even even if we don't win this year, and let's say we win next year, it's still a dynasty. It won't be a three-peat. It'll be a dynasty. I'd say so, considering that, you know, even even without the two cups, you've got all of those Eastern Conference finals. You know, it's, you're, it, it, it's just an amazing run. It's been an amazing run, and, it, you know, you got at least another three to four years of this. I'd be willing to to say that since the year 2000 that the lightning are probably a top three maybe top five team since the year 2000 uh over the last you know you know over the last five years yeah probably probably a top three team since 2000 i mean again what four straight or not four straight but Okay, so two cups, a finals appearance, multiple Eastern Conference finals appearances. Um, I mean, it, it, it's just, it, it's insane. Yep. And it's fun to watch, and it's a good time to be a fan. There's no better time to be a fan. So that was uh, game four. So we are now tied two games to two. Um, we'll move on and talk a little bit about some other things, lightning-related some some gripes i guess you could say i have a gripe i have a gripe with michael with michael wilbon um i i really don't like michael wilbon i respect him as a journalist so michael wilbon is one half of pardon the interruption on uh, espn he's a longtime chicago sports writer uh he's been writing there's your issue yeah well i mean he is one of the faces of espn on the commentary side, he's mostly an NBA, oh. mostly an NBA guy primarily. Oh. Never mind, I know who you're talking about. So you've seen? Have you seen part of the interruption? It's Tony Kornheiser and Michael Wilbon, the two guys that they sit and talk back and forth. It comes on after Around the Horn, which is the better of the two shows. 
I haven't seen it, but I remember seeing a tweet from him the other day of him saying that like hockey's not a sport or some shit like that. I, you know, he's a basketball guy first, you know, so take everything he says with a grain of salt. But I don't, I, I was watching, pardon the interruption, the other day, and um, it was after we had won game two, uh, and ESPN, the their shows were kind of doing blurbs about, oh, you know, it's incredible that we're fifteen and zero after a loss, and you know, that's it is a pretty incredible stat, which it's sixteen and zero now, uh, and their question on. PTI that they were going back and forth on was I, I was it was who who had the better who had the better win was it us against Toronto or was it the the it was the Oilers win um, and Wilbon had said the Oilers and then he goes nobody in Florida cares about hockey we're just waiting for spring football he's like that's no one, what he said no one gives a damn about about hockey in Florida hey uh, Wilbon if you're listening you're not but. <laughs> The Lightning are the most popular team in the state of Florida that is not college. I don't have any numbers oh. to back that up, but I just know it is. Like it I, is. I'd say given the most passionate fans over the last 10 years, I would say go to the Lightning. Um, in terms of like numbers, you know, the, with Tom Brady in town, the Bucks numbers have shot up. I'm not sure what South Florida teams are like. I just know that the, the Dolphins and the Panthers, you know, you know, don't don't see much of them. I know the Heat, both the, Heat kind has, of the... the Miami Heat have a pretty good fan base. That's because LeBron was here not too long ago, and they were just in the finals. But in terms of consistency from the beginning, since our te- since Vinick took over and made all the changes, we are the most popular team, professional team in the state of Florida. No doubt in any sport. You know, Bucks. Yes, with Tom Brady here, we definitely have a resurgence. And, and I'm saying this as a lifelong Bucks fan. We were wallowing in 20, you know, in 2019, we were wallowing, like they were not being able to fill seats. And the only reason people care, cared about the Bucks at all was because we had a, a, a you know, an, an alleged assaulter uh, who couldn't see as our quarterback, and that was only because he went to FSU. And we have a lot of, you know, and FSU fans will defend that guy till till the death for some strange ass reason. But Jameis, yes, and oh. but bef- we had nothing. We had no fan base prior to that. None. We the Bucks were the uh, they had the highest losing percentage in all of pro sports up until Brady got here. So what's That's left? Brutal. The, the Lightning. The Lightning are the most, you know, they're, they're the most well-ran franchise in the state, and they have the most consistent fans. And, I mean, you, granted, it's not a huge arena, but if if no one in the state of Florida cared about hockey, why, why would they sell out so many times in a row? It's over 200 sellouts. How, like, how can not, that happen? If, if no one cares about hockey, Wilbon, in Florida, how does that happen? Are they fake tickets? Are they are they are they still using the cardboard cutouts from the COVID era? Holograms. Like how 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 does that happen, Wilbon? I'll tell you what people don't care about right now in the country, and that's basketball. What they the people that care about basketball don't live in this country. The fans of the NBA are in Asia. They're not in the U.S. anymore. In what year was it? Two years ago during COVID, the the NBA finals with 
featuring LeBron, which was every year except for this year. Thank God. More people watched the um, the Chicago Bulls documentary, The Last Dance, than watched the NBA Finals. <laughs> they had more viewers for The Last Dance than the NBA Finals. So, Wilbon, shut up. And Meanwhile, pardon my interruption. <laughs> Meanwhile, last year's Stanley Cup Finals between the Montreal Canadiens and our Tampa Bay Lightning was the most watched finals since... Fuck, I can't remember. Um, most watched finals in, in a handful of years, which is really, really, you know, com- you know confidence-boosting, I guess, you know, for the, the sport of hockey and the state of Florida and their hockey. So he he's got nothing. He has literally nothing to to back that up against. If he if he could have talked about the Panthers and nobody in South Florida cares about hockey, I'd understand. But there's a lot of Lightning fans in South Florida. There are quite a bit actually. We all show up when we go too, and, and like it's a. Speaking of Florida, oh my goodness, they're they're figuring out now what the what the President's Trophy means. <laughs> they're having a rough time with it with the Tom Wilsonless Washington Capitals. Oh man, they had their way with them. And that was six one loss. Ugh. It's it's amazing. It's amazing how you you think you could be on such a streak going into the playoffs and then you can just run into an absolute wall. Don't ask me. We don't know from experience. I know from experience <laughs> in watching. Hey, I want to ask you about something. Well, first thing I want to tell you, you should be proud of me. I watched a baseball game. Which one? Uh, it was the Rays uh, versus the Mariners. Uh, the fuck, it was a couple of days ago. The eight to eight to one or eight to two uh, win in Seattle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Started late, and I was like, you know what? I got nothing better to do, so I'm I'm gonna. That was a good game to watch, to watch too. It was. You know, I think I picked a good one. You know what? They lost like two two to one or something yesterday. Well, yesterday was bad. I mean, here's the thing about baseball: is it's really difficult to sweep a series in baseball. You can do it. It does happen. I mean, we swept the A's series before that, but you're not the, – the goal in baseball is to win series. It's not to – It's not to. if you sweep them, that's a bonus, but it's not going to happen too often. Mm-hmm. Think The best way to think about baseball is that it's a 54-game season. It's not actually a 54-game season. It's a 162-game season. But you're guaranteed to win 54, and you're guaranteed to lose 54. So mm-hmm. it's a matter of what you do with that other 54 that counts and our bats have woken up at the right time. Um, yeah. Yesterday sucked our, uh, you know, but it was the, it was the third game of or uh, fourth game of a series. It was going to be hard. You, you got uh, a couple games left on this West coast trip against the angels. Um, but so far you've only lost one game on your West coast road trip. That's amazing. Damn. Like, that's awesome. And we're now only, I think a game and a half, behind New York. So you can't lose the division in May and April, or you can't, you you can't win the division in May and April, but you, you can lose it. You can absolutely lose it. Mm -hmm. Boston has got shit. Boston is behind Baltimore right now. That's bad. Baltimore is tanking. Like they're behind a tanking team. (laughs) So, So, okay. One of the, one of my favorite, that I have discovered in the last year is 
bad on purpose and bad on accident. Bad on purpose, that's tanking. That's, you know, you know nothing is going to happen this year. You're going to try to get a good draft pick. Bad on accident, that's exactly what it sounds like. You thought you were going to be competitive uh, like like the Canadians this year. They were bad on accident. Is, is that kind of what the Sox are doing? The Sox are weird. And first of all, my, 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 my initial issue with the Red Sox is that they still have Alex Cora as their manager and he might be one of my least, actually, I think he is my least favorite person in baseball. He shouldn't even be in the league, to be honest. He shouldn't even be allowed to manage. Um, he was the mastermind behind the Houston cheating scandal a couple of years ago. He, oh. was, he was the one that basically came up with the entire idea. Uh, and he got suspended for a year. Like he took it. He was the bench coach for, for the Astros when that was all going on. And then he took that info and he brought it to he brought it to Boston. And, and what do you know? They win the World Series immediately when that uh. happens. And so he gets suspended for a year, but they allowed him to come back. That makes me angry. He should have been allowed to come back. A.J. Hinch, who was the manager of the Astros, should not have been allowed to come back. Um, who else? Uh, um, Altuve, Bregman, Correa, all of them should have been done. You're out. You're gone. That was when... Uh, like a lot of fans were saying, Hey, strip Houston of their world series titles. And then the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred, who is nobody's favorite person at all said, Oh, the, the trophy, you know, it's just a piece of metal. You know, So I've heard that quote. Yeah. That's where all that that's came crazy. from. So that's my issue with the Sox all stem from, from a Alex Cora being their manager. I really can't stand him, but they do this weird thing now where they alternate being good and being shit. Like, They'll win the World Series and then be last place the next year. And then they'll turn around the next year and then go to the playoffs. It's just so weird the way what they do. You know? That is very weird. So they're struggling right now. The Rays are on on their high horse at the moment. They're getting a, some clutch hitting from Manuel Margot, of all people, at, at, or as Brett Phillips would call him, Manuel Margot ahead. <laughs> he's pinch hit home run. He hit a grand slam the other day. So he's been the, uh, he's been the Rays MVP the last couple of days. But... Um, again, our team lives and dies with, with pitching. So it's all going to matter, you know, how, how our pitching depth is going to be going forward. So, but we're on a pretty good run right now. Uh, this is going to be a pretty exciting series this week against, uh, the angels, the, the, the marquee matchup. I can't, I think it's on Wednesday, which is, uh, our ace versus their ace, uh, Shane McClanahan for us versus, uh, Shohei Otani for the, uh, angels. And of course the, uh, angels, have arguably the uh, best player in baseball or the best baseball player on the planet, Mike Trout. And also their manager is Joe Madden, who was the, the, oh. man, the manager that brought us um, our first American League pennant in 2008. And I, okay. I will always love Joe Madden. He, I know who that is. That's that's something. Yeah, he, he, he broke our curse, and then he also uh, broke the curse for the Chicago Cubs. So he was the manager of the um, Chicago Cubs when they won in 2016. Oh shit! That's right. something actually that I like to say uh, to uh, Cubs fans when I talk to them about the uh, the 2016 World Series. I tell them it, t- it took two Tampa Bay Rays to uh, to break the Chicago Cubs curse because Joe Madden was their manager, <laughs> and then the MVP of the World Series was uh, Ben Zobrist, who was a, a, a Tampa Bay Ray legend. <laughs> All right. So the thing that I did want to ask you, speaking of. Uh, previously speaking of people you don't like in baseball, what are your thoughts on uh, first base umpire? Uh, fuck, I can't remember his name. But do you know what I'm talking about with that? Um, 
that stare down when he went to check the pitcher's hand. Oh yeah. I don't know what, I can't remember what umpire it was, but that's Madison Bumgarner was the pitcher. Yes. He is uh, also affectionately known as mad bum. He (laughs) mad bum is a legend. Like, but he is also known to have an incredibly short fuse. So he definitely goaded him in there a little bit. I think there was um, blame to go around on both sides, but for sure the umpire absolutely led him into that 100%. I, I watched his face on that. I think he knew exactly what he was going to do. Why? I have no idea. But he's not even the worst, the worst umpire in baseball. Angel Hernandez is the worst umpire in baseball. That's universal. If you get a chance, go on, look on John Boy, John Boy Media uh, YouTube channel and, and look at the Kyle Schwarber, Angel, Angel Hernandez um, breakdown. It's pretty funny. Um, Matt, Madison Bumgarner, I will say he's a legend. And the reason why I say that is because he single-handedly won the 2014 World Series for the San Francisco Giants. Like, I've never seen... I've never seen a baseball team lose a World Series to one guy. And the Kansas City Royals were on pace to win that World Series or at least make it a comeback because they were down. And Madison Bumgarner came in. He's a starter, mind you. They brought him in in relief, and the Royals just could not do anything with him the entire series. Like, see, he literally single-handedly won that World Series for the Giants. Damn. Yeah, he's he he's not he he's not good anymore. Like he's old. Mm-hmm. He's very old. I think he's in his late thirties. He doesn't have the same stuff that he used to. But if you go back and watch that highlights of the twenty fourteen World Series, he owned he owned the Royals by himself. Damn. Because I was actually I just... pulling for the Royals that year. That was it was really weird because the Giants, the San Francisco, they won the World Series in ten, twelve, and fourteen. It's crazy. Damn. Kind of like the Blackhawks. Yeah. This was weird how they were doing this every other year thing too. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know. Just when I saw that altercation again, I don't, I don't know much or anything about baseball, but I know that the, uh, like I talk shit about the NHL refs, but yeah, they're human, but I've heard a lot of somebody who takes in zero baseball media or minimal baseball media. I'm hearing a lot about the umpires. And when I saw that, uh, altercation with the uh, the ump and mad bum that was crazy when you've got a guy who you know like has a temper like that and you stare him down and, and like you know egg him on to to literally your goal is get him to do something so you can eject him that's that dude suspend that that ump i mean what are you like what are your thoughts on that me i might be taking it a little too seriously i've heard people say he should never ump another game in in the mlb um, I well, think that might be taking it a little too far, but it's like, holy shit. They the game is not about you, bro. You are a, you are an umpire. I should not know your name. He, he, he wouldn't get suspended. I can tell you that they protect the umps because the umps have a union. And I mean, if, 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 if they were to really be punitive on umpires, there's so many more egregious things that they could do. Uh, Angel Hernandez specifically, like he won't, he's not even allowed to ump in the world series anymore or, or the playoffs, I think period, because they know his strike zone is so bad. Like his strike zone consistent consistency is just so bad. There's, there's some crackpot conspiracy theories out there 
like, oh, the, the umps are being intentionally bad because they want to usher in the robot umpires a little faster. Um, I don't know. I don't think so. I just don't, I don't think that, I think that whatever levels they've tried the, the, the robot umpiring it's the, or the automated strike zone, it's causing as many problems as it's solving. So they haven't figured it out yet, but Mm. baseball is doing the, the only reason why they even had that altercation whatsoever is because baseball last year started to crack down on what they call the sticky stuff. Um, which is pitchers using foreign substances to get a better grip on the ball, to spin the ball faster. And so they have to physically check their hands. They're only checking their hands this year. Uh, Last year when they started doing this mid-season, of course, because they never do anything at the beginning, it's always in the middle. They were checking their hats. They were checking their belts. And like Max Scherzer, you can go and watch his absolute meltdown the first time they checked him he had a complete and utter meltdown in the dugout about it started stripping down to basically his underwear so and max scherzer is not somebody that i would ever want to piss off the guy's got two different color eyes uh he's he's nuts so plus his name is max they call him mad max yeah yep so but we digress we've been talking about baseball on a hockey podcast for 10 minutes because why not that's what we do here on the lightning rod you got any uh, closing thoughts before we uh, get ready for for uh, game 5 no no just can't wait to uh, watch them uh win this series back here in Tampa um i'm going to project that out there even though they do better when i'm negative about them um no no that's all i got um i guess we'll uh, convene before round 2 Uh absolutely sooner or later check your dial and uh find us and uh you can call us and let us know what you think at 727-416-0613 uh you can email us at the lightning rod one at protonmail.com that's the number one Uh, or you can hit us up at lightning rod pod on twitter uh and you know we'll read your comments or play your voicemail on the show whenever we get it so uh for johnny pipes I am not Gannon because I am Johnny Pipes and that's Gannon. We will catch you on the flip side. Peace. That's a W. That's E1. That's E1. That's a W. How many people want to eat a W tonight? How many people want to eat a W tonight?